It's episode 16 of Aaron and Patricia. My name is Aaron. My name is Patricia. Hey, babe. And uh, luckily, I think I'm actually, I might have got the levels just right here for once. So uh, maybe, Ooh. yeah, maybe for once we're actually going to sound like we're not going to blow the levels this time. So, uh, but uh, <laughs> one can only hope in this uh, world of uh, crazy technology. So uh, who knows? But uh, yeah. So uh, my sweetheart, how are you doing? Doing well, thank you. Cool, okay. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like, it's uh, been a pretty crazy week for me. It's uh, been pretty busy. And uh, uh, somehow, though, it managed to uh, get me to the point where I started uh, doing some, trying to do some useful things with my life. But uh, unfortunately, that was interrupted when I found Basil the Great Mouse Detective on, on YouTube. So, uh, Oh, really? How so? Yeah, I don't know. It was just uh, someone put some clips up on there, and I started just watching it. And I was just thinking, like, you know, I watched Basil the Great Mouse Detective in theaters. So, like, I, I had the cinematic experience of this. And I remember it being a bit more epic than I thought it was going to be. And then when I watch it, like, you know, a good probably, ugh, 25 years later, I think we're probably talking about here, quite quite a while afterwards, you know, like, uh, I don't know, it just, it just seems to have lost its sparkle quite a lot. You oh, know? really? How yeah. so? I mean, like, uh, I needed to be reminded of, like, you know, the, uh, the scene in the bar where they, you know, where Basil and, uh, you know, uh, Watson get drugged. In, in in that uh in, in in you remember in that scene where obviously there's the the the, the, the dancer and everything and then there yeah, was yeah. Uh, then there was the uh, I mean I remember the Radigan song everyone remembers the Radigan song I mean obviously that that was like played in every single long song you could possibly imagine that Disney ever put out but uh, I mean like I don't know like there are just like so many times where I had to watch clips where it was like oh yeah this bit happened and that bit happened like you're thinking back about it now like uh, I mean I remember it being a pretty epic movie definitely after you know the uh, the last scene in the um in in, in in, in the uh, in Big Ben, but uh, I don't know. Just like it just doesn't feel as epic as it was when I first saw it. Maybe it's because the mm. uh, the 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 uh, Kinder factor has probably rubbed out on me now. So mm. um, I haven't seen the movie in a while, so I cannot say too much about it. But I will be talking about it around December because um, my friend Chris and I, a.k.a. Roddy Steve from TV Trash, will be discussing about the Bronze Age. So we will get to all of those movies at some point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but in the meantime, we have to do our show. So um, we're going to start off with this first thing. So, uh, right, so did you see the uh, the graduation at uh, West Point of all those military graduates? That took place. Uh, no, I have not. Uh, by, by the way, well, uh, by, uh, before we say anything, you know, uh, congratulations to everybody who graduated and thank you for your service. Because obviously, you know, yes. uh, you know so serving in the army is uh, not for the faint of heart. I think we can all definitely mm -hmm. say. But um, something kind of weird took place during that time. So, uh, well, first of all, we have to debunk something because um, there was um, a tweet that went around that said that apparently uh, during like part of the ceremony, apparently they played like one of the songs from Team America World Police. Uh, which uh, is uh, not true. I oh, mean, no. No, no, no. Here's, here's, the thing. here's the thing about this. That's actually been debunked. So um, there was okay. actually uh, there was actually like a country hit that uh, was in 2003. I think it was like, uh, I don't know, is, uh, is it Timothy Dalton? I think he was a country singer. I, I, I can't remember I think, it. I think yeah. so, yeah. So he did a hit in 2003, and that was parodied by Team America World Police. So yeah. that, that was what, so it wasn't actually like, you know, uh, it wasn't that moment. Do you remember that moment when uh, um, someone, uh, during like one of the uh, Olympic games, I think, or like one of the like uh, 
um, some like uh, aerobic sport. I can't remember exactly which one it was uh, that was hosted in um, in the Middle East, and uh, in the Kazakhstan pl- uh, player won the game, and uh, apparently they played the Borat version of the Kazakhstan national anthem rather than the actual oh, real one. No, yeah, please. so it, it 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 wasn't one of those situations. So I guess um, the uh, graduates of West Point can uh, walk away with uh, an idea that uh, their graduation was not um, tarnished in that way. But there was an incident that took, two incidences that took place. So Donald Trump apparently took, was very uh, lumbersome taking a glass of water. He had to hold like he he held it in one hand, but then had to like use his other hand to kind of like balance the 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 tumbler to like get it into his mouth. At one point, huh. and uh, then there was another instance where he, str- he he had to have like one of the generals, I think it was, or like one of the one of the military people actually guide him down the ramp as he was basically disembarking from the graduation ceremony. From what I from what interesting. I so uh, I mean. What I take away from this is that, I mean, people have been saying, that, oh, Trump is not well and this thing's been trending and stuff like that. I mean, like, to be honest with you, given the fact that his mental state has been slowly breaking down as we kind of like watched through this kind of like this first term of his presidency, I think we can pretty much tell that Trump is not well in the slightest. I mean, so, yeah. I mean, he has been saying a lot of like unusual statements or statements that would kind of like raise both of your eyebrows and go, huh. So there have been more than one moment where he has stated that. And you kind of wonder about is, does, did he know what he was saying when he mentioned that? I have no idea, but it's, it's just so confusing watching this presidency because at sometimes you kind of look at it and you think, huh, you know, like, uh, is this just like a, 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 an old man who's been basically being taken care of? Like, is the White House basically just like a personal care home? For like the the current president of the United States, and everyone around is just kind of like taking care of him and making sure he doesn't hurt himself, or like uh, is he like literally in charge? And uh, maybe he does get the occasionally just gets like the upper hand, he escapes from his wheelchair, and like you know starts harassing the staff and get until and basically we'll just keep doing it until basically he gets his way. It's just it's so confusing watching this whole you know, and it is a reality show. Let's let's face it, he is a reality host who is in charge of his own reality show that he's created in this uh, in this presidential setting pretty right. much like you know it's uh it's, it's it's just so crazy to watch and you just you're so unpredictable it's like it is like a reality show unfortunately it's not a very good one at this stage and so um so those the whole thing so i mean from a mental standpoint i think we can argue that you know donald trump is slowly starting to kind of really decay from his times when he was when he was basically the, the star of the apprentice but um then there's like there's other times when i feel a bit uncomfortable when we're talking about his physical health because yeah we know he's overweight yeah we know he's um not in not doesn't look like he's in great shape but you know to, to kind of like say that oh you know he can't get down a, a ramp unaided and like oh he needs like a little bit of extra help when he needs to like a take a sip of water it's kind of like well you know give it i can give him a little bit of a break in this point like he is around his 70s at this point he is 74 years old like he's he's four years away from basically being at the average age of when americans usually die so like uh, i mean you can't really fault his physical you know but you can't really fault his physicality in that case can you i'm thinking i'm speaking to myself i think at this point 
Um, I think Patricia just dropped off the of the uh, of the line. So we'll uh, once we get back to that, we'll uh, we'll do that. But you know, just just finishing off, like yeah, there's a lot of criticisms to aim at Trump. I think at this point, but I think saying he can't get down a ramp unaided and saying that he can't drink a water by you know without using two hands, I think is a little bit. I think is a little bit off. I think I would no, no, this this reminds me of Franklin D. Roosevelt when he was trying to hide the fact that he had polio when uh, you know whenever he was like on a um, on a stage and then they covered um the pulpit with uh you know like making it like really wide with wood so that they wouldn't see his wheelchair so that they can show him okay even though he's been sick for a long time and he's like being confined that he still has the strength so that he can be able to lead his country over towards World War II and the Great Depression. So, I mean, that, and then, you know, we, we know what happens afterward. It's like around the, you know, the mid to late 40s, that's when he passed away. And we already knew what happened. But here, it's like, I don't know if this is a similar situation in which, like, we're starting to slowly see him deteriorate because, I mean, we mentioned this in the last episode, I think, that being a president is not very easy because it is a very stressful job. Look at pictures of Obama and Abraham Lincoln from when they first started their term to their last term, and you saw how old they were. <laughs> they aged and this was 20 like, years. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. If they aged 20 years and they were like middle-aged men, Donald Trump is in like his 70s, so he's probably in his 90s by the time that he's done with his term. I mean, it makes me wonder, like, you know, even if he does make a second term, is he going to live it out? At this point, I, like, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, 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 mean I, I mean, this is the thing. Like, we don't wish this upon Donald Trump, not at all. I mean, like, uh, we we have a lot of criticisms not. for him, but like, uh, the last thing, I mean, the ultimate last thing we want to be doing basically is uh, like a, a kind of like a really, am I, you know, because Donald Trump is part of our '90s history. Like, you know, he was a star in Home Alone two. He was um, a star of The Apprentice. He was, you know, he is embedded in our nostalgia as much as we hate his presidency. I mean, like, his presidency has basically been an utter disaster. But you know, yeah, I, I mean, like I, for example, like he was in the Little Rascals. Uh, he appeared a, a few times on Maury because there was this little girl who absolutely loved Donald Trump, especially with his show on The Apprentice. Um, there's been board games of him. There's actually been unofficial video games about him. Yeah, go watch Gilly the Kid to see that. And he's also, also made appearances on Saturday Night Live as well. So like, uh, we can never forget. No, we can never forget the, the dungarees. But uh, I mean, like. Uh, um, I mean, it's here's the thing about this: when he does pass away, like it's going to be a very weird tribute show. That way, even if we do do a tribute show for him, seeing how terrible he actually ends up being after he's gone. I mean, like, uh, I mean, it definitely also with all the allegations that are currently against him at the minute, too. I mean, like, uh, I mean, it's going to be, if he does, you know, does pass away during his presidency, and, uh, you know, like, uh, it, it, that would be a show in itself, and, uh, I mean, like, it would be a very awkward show, because at the same time, we would, like, have to, like, kind of sit down and, like, say, oh, you know, remember when he was in, you know, this, and remember he was in that, and all that as well, but then you realize, oh, well, you know, there was the kids that were in the cages on the southern border, and then you realize there was the, uh, calling the Mexicans rapists, and then there was the uh, all the other terrible stuff that kind of haunted his. It kind of tarnished his reputation uh, to the biggest degree. And uh, you know, also there's the stuff. There's, there's the Stormy Daniel stuff as well. Obviously, that's not going to go away. I mean, uh, like, and let's not let, let's let's we not forget about all the horrible treatment he did for the LGBT community. Oh uh, yeah, that was that too as well. Like the upside down LGBT flag, and then obviously he turned pretty much people's uh, yeah many people's LGBT lives upside down. So like it's just it's. Uh, 
you know, like, uh, I can't... It's going to be a very weird show if we ever sit down and talk about, hey, how Donald Trump has passed away. Because, like, it just feels like we're going to say, yeah, we remember him for this and remember for that. But, oh, my God, do you remember when he did all this at the very be- at the very end? Like, you know, and basically just kind of, like, t- tore it all down. Like, it's just, it's, uh, yeah. and uh, Yeah, it's, it's, it's almost like with, remember when, you know, like, uh, Jesse Ventura and Arnold Schwarzenegger became governors of California and Arizona and about how that turned out? Well, I mean, like, uh, people still like Jesse Ventura to this day. I mean, like, they don't really fault anything that he did. I mean, they don't really fault too much what he did. I mean, like, I mean, I mean, yeah, I know, but I, I've heard some people said that you know they, you know, Jesse Ventura was a great guy, but when it when it came to like him, you know, running an office, it didn't exactly do a good job. And same with well, Arnold Schwarzenegger. The, the well, keep this in mind, like uh, the, the 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 stories are told by the victors, and I think uh, the uh, the Democrats and the Republicans kind of like showed how you know um, tribalistic they were in how they didn't like an independent governor. So like, uh, there, there there was that part of it too. So like. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, yeah, I'm sure when we get to Jesse Ventura, I'm sure when we get to uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, I'm sure we're going to uh, have very, you know, differing views about uh, his uh, about their politics. But, uh, I mean, like, in regards to, like, who they were as, uh, you know, people who entertained us during the during the heyday, I mean, like, it's, uh, it's going to be a very different story. Yeah, yeah that's true. I mean, they're going to be remembered more for, you know, their entertainment was Trump. Ugh. Well, the problem is that a lot of what he's done has actually come out during the time before he was even become president. I remember like the whole grab them by the pussy that took place way before he uh, he started running for office. So like uh, that, that that stuff that is there too. So it's just it's. Uh, oh boy, I yeah. mean, yeah. yeah. It's it's kind of awful because we're kind of like talking like you know he's like he's he's on his he's like he's on his he's, we're not saying that Donald Trump's on his deathbed at the moment. That's like I mean we're not we need to like steer the conversation to that, but. Uh, yeah, he has given some indications where we would actually be kind of concerned for his health. I think at this point, so uh, yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, moving on. Um, so moving staying with Trump, um, he's demanding an apology from CNN for uh, say showing a poll that shows that Biden is leading. But uh, here's the thing about this: um, CNN's not the only game in town when it comes to polling. Oh. And so, oh, really? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's to be obvious. So there. I mean, are... like you know, they, they could have shown like from MSNBC, Fox News, all these others, but specifically CNN. Okay, you think the Fox News poll will be the one that would basically, you know, put uh, a B in his bonnet, wouldn't you? When you really think, <laughs> when you really think about it, like, because you know, Fox Fox News has been the, the the cheerleader for the Trump campaign pretty much from the beginning until they couldn't stand it no more, and then they finally had to say, yeah, this, this thing he did was pretty shitty. Like, you know, like they they had to. They, there were times when they had to break ranks with him, and then all of a sudden he, uh, Trump, uh, you know, spit his dummy about, and then he had to, uh, you know, go off to One American News Network, and now they basically uh, pull praise. Oh, you know what? One American News Network is so disgusting in the in the way that it praises Trump and treats him like some kind of demigod. Like you know, it's just it's uh, uh... what's happened to news in uh, in our world. You know, isn't about this. It's not just One American News Network as well. Sky News Australia, you know, puts on pundits who, uh, and this is an Australian news network, by the way. You know, uh, yeah, the... but Australia is known for Rupert occasionally Murdoch. showing off being racist. Yeah, well, Rupert Murdoch as well. So I mean, like, yeah. there's, there's things like that too. But I mean, in regards to, um, I mean, we all know um, the story rivalry between the Trump administration and CNN. I mean, obviously that's. Uh, 
that's that's not a secret in regards to that. But uh, in regards to like you know, demanding an apology from CNN, like uh, it's just you know enraged that Donald Trump has been so shitty to journalists and things like that. Like you know, he tweeted the thing where it showed him beating up the CNN logo. Uh, when he was like when he's at uh, WrestleMania, so like uh, in regards to the way that uh, you know the 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 media and Trump treat one another, like it's uh, it's it's not it's not great to kind of like say that there's a you know there's a higher there's a there's a higher morale between or there's a higher moral between either of the sides at this point. But I mean, in regards to what Trump, Trump should just ignore this stuff. Like he's the president of the United States, and we say this time and time again. Like he's got a country to run. Why is he sitting down watching the news? You know, it's actually kind of interesting going back into that whole game thing. It's like, uh, uh, you know, when he was here talking about like, oh, you know, would you be interested in a game about you? And it's like, I'm not interested in technology. Emails are for wimps. Uh, I have no um, interest in having a game based off of me. So. The fact that, you and know, yet he has he's a Twitter take- account. Yeah. And yeah. But the thing is, is that I, I get what he's trying to do. Like, you know, um, voting is coming up and people are starting to vote for their local congressmen and their local mayors and governors and council and all that kind of stuff. So I guess that, you know, it's, uh, you know, because he's probably getting, you know, ready to you know, have his campaign because Joe Biden has been like doing a one, two punch constantly, boom, 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 with all the stuff that he's been doing. And, and all the, the other campaigns that we've been talking about over the past few weeks about saying that, you know, Donald Trump did this, he wasn't prepared for the pandemic and people are losing their jobs and have lost their lives and all this kind of stuff. It's like, yeah, I mean, like, I wouldn't blame him for like watching the news and seeing like, okay, what do people think about me? And you know, constant news going on and on and on about how, like, the whole country's gone down the toilet. And he's probably saying, thinking about, like, well, at least, like, the people still love me because of all, you know, everything's been going on. I'm sure that I'm still you know, getting you know, support. You know, he's got that Trump rally in Tulsa uh, coming up soon. I've heard about that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, here's the thing about this. Do you know they're putting out advertisements for minorities to hold signs uh, at the at the rally? So basically, I mean, there. Here's the thing about this. Um, I'm genuinely interested to see how big that rally actually becomes because the fact that they're trying to now put out ads to hire people to actually stand around and 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 hold signs and yeah. things like that. Like uh, that's it, uh, that's just that's just awful. By the way, Pr- pretending to have protests to, to, just so you can be able to bring up conflict. No, no, he's no. What it is is like he's trying to get people to hold up signs so that uh, it's, it's not it's not for Black Lives Matter. It's not for, it's not to fake, fake any like protests or anything like that. It's actually to hold up Trump signs. To actually like show that, oh hey, look at all these minorities that we've got that are currently supporting the Trump campaign for re-election. Oh, oh they're they're hold, oh they're they're like hold, yeah. Oh, it's, I get it. It's it's the astroturfing for uh, the uh, the the fact that they can only poll like three percent of the Black American vote, basically. <sighs> so they're they're having to hire how, people. How desperate would people have to be to pretend to do something that they clearly don't want to? state i'm just genuinely interested to see how big this trump rally is actually going to be because uh, here's the thing about this if they're struggling to get people in the doors and you, you you've seen these trump rallies like thousands of people turn up they you know like sure. uh, they, they do they try to do that like and by the way they're already lying about the uh the, the trump rally already like they're saying oh we're gonna get three hundred thousand people in there um the tulsa convention center only holds nineteen thousand people so like oh, what wow. are there gonna be nineteen thousand people in the arena and like another what uh two hundred and eighty thousand you know, standing around the stadium, 
Like, uh, I doubt they're going to do that. Like, uh, I really doubt they're going to do that. But, uh, yeah, it's just, it's, uh, uh, in regards to this, I'm interested to see how the momentum goes in this election because, um, I mean, we're going to know for definite if these polls are going to be accurate or not because I'm looking for telltale signs in things that are going on. So, obviously, it's uh, his handling of the coronavirus, um, the Black Lives Matter protests that are currently going on up and down the country, um, the polling see how accurate the polling's going to be in regards to that. And uh, right now, um, this is interesting to say that uh, at one point in one poll, uh, Biden was up 14 points. So like, Yeah, uh, I, I did hear about that. Yeah, and on top of that as well, like his his lead is staying quite constant. And now, now anything could happen in the next couple of months. Anything at all. Sure. Like, you know, we, 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 who knows where we're going to be when it comes to November. We could be talking about something completely different. In regards to that, we could be Absolutely. talking about how Biden blew it, which, you know, like, uh, his um, comments on, like, uh, not defunding the police, I think, is definitely going to hurt. Here's the thing about this. Um, Biden is uh, trying to outlaw and order Donald Trump, I think, at this point, which I don't know if he's going to be is going to be a massive gamble, I think, given the fact that there's a lot of strong feeling towards how the police behave in people's communities right now. And so um, I'm not saying it's all communities. I'm just saying it's like the ones that we've seen. Obviously, there is a massive di- there's a massive gap between uh, where the police are and where the rest of the community is. And if you have that gap, mm-hmm. that's a problem. And so there's going to be a lot of distrust in regards to that. But I mean, other people are going to point to. Uh, Do you see what happened in Georgia? Uh, by the way, um, oh yes, exactly. I the, have. the lines. The, the whole lines. Yeah, the lines, yeah. Yeah, I reckon you and I could have gone to Space Mountain and Disney World faster than we could have voted. You know, you're, you're, <laughs> yeah, like, which is is also a disgrace. And so, um, they, and by the way, this is intentional. You know, like uh, they're trying to disenfranchise a lot of people from voting, and that, and that's mm-hmm. what they're doing. Like, you know, they're uh, people will turn up early. They'll wait in line for like four and five hours at the least. Some people won't even get into the polls, polling stations. They'll just close the polls because uh, that's, you know, that's that's the way that they're trying to rig this entire thing. And, uh, you know... That, that, which is which is absolutely awful, by the way. Yeah. And just despicable for people who wait in line so that they can be able to make a difference. And it's like, if it closes on them, it's like, oh, I just wasted my time. I'm never going to do this again. And then all of a sudden, the, the, um, the person who you didn't want to win won... Because not only did they not allow everybody to vote for what they wanted, but the people who probably wanted that one person to win probably showed up really early and then got all their votes in, or maybe they have certain privileges that the other person doesn't. No, here's how this works. Like in certain communities, they'll basically say, okay, we'll only open a certain amount of polling stations. And so even though it's uh, drastically, uh, you know, it's it's not it's basically not accurate. I'm not saying it's accurate. I'm saying it's uh, it's not uh, enough polling stations for the people in that community. Like you know, that's basically what the uh, the problem is here. So um, what basically what this is about is is that uh, what they do is for some of these areas where they predominantly vote Democrat, they'll only put in certain polling stations. And so right. you end up with kind of like this shit show. By the way, a dangerous shit show, given the fact that we're currently still going through the coronavirus as time of airing of this episode. Um, so you've got people out there kind of risking their lives in a way to stand in line, not necessarily see social distancing, um, to queue round the block for potentially sending hours on end. Some will give up because they need to go to work, and some will give up because obviously they don't want to spend a, you know, a, a risk a day of not being paid. So, um, in a way, that's how they rig the system. So, all the other areas where they know they're going to get the Republican vote out, they'll put loads and loads of polling stations out. But for those areas that are going to vote Democrat, 
no, they they are not going to get all those uh, polling stations. It's a that's how they rigged the system, and uh, yeah. and also on top of that as well, um, they know that those areas that they put loads of polling stations in, they know that many people don't vote, and so that's how Republicans win elections. They win elections through people who are basically don't. Um, they they win elections through minor by by the only small minority of people are voting, and uh, the, as long as the vast majority don't vote, they they're pretty good to go. So uh, it's a pretty different for the presidential election, though. I've always seen president. The way I've seen presidential elections turn out is usually like a competition of who stays home. Like you know, who's right. like the most disenfranchised amount of people. And I'll safely say this: this is another reason why I keep saying every single week that Donald Trump is probably going to win this election because his base is is going to be very. Um, sorry, baby, you're uh, taking your headset off. Um, okay, I, I don't know what's happened here. Patricia's just taking off a headset, so I'm not too sure if. Uh, Something's going on here, but uh Hello babe. You back? Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. sorry. So you just took your headset off and I was just wondering what was going on. Yeah, I heard a weird popping in my headphones again. Oh really? Okay then. Um that's oh that might be me. So uh let me just see if uh I can obviously sorry everybody, we're having a bit of issues, technical issues here with the uh with the show. I thought I was sounding okay, but uh, apparently according to Patricia I'm not, so uh, I'm just gonna try to do this. By the way, whilst we're doing that, if you want to find me on Facebook, it's facebook.com forward slash Aaron Meta Show. Uh, Twitter is at Aaron Meta Show. Um, also, if you uh, want to find me on uh, on Tumblr and ask me a question, it's uh, aaronmeta.tumblr.com. And uh, if you uh, want to uh, find me on Instagram, even though I don't really post that many messages, uh, many, uh, whatchamacallit, pictures, it's uh, at Aaron Meta Show, A-R-U-N-M-E-H-T-A-S-H-O-W. So, uh, yeah, I've just uh, changed my um, settings on my microphone, so hopefully I'll... Yeah, you sound, you sound better now. Okay, that's fine. So, uh, yeah, so apologies if I'm popping off uh, my uh, my girlfriend's ears. So uh, that's uh, that's not what I want to do in this relationship, I, 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 I guarantee <laughs> you. Like, I do not want to deathen my uh, my girlfriend before uh, anything else. So, um, yeah. anyway, um, so let's move on to um, something else uh, before we get embroiled in uh, how much we don't like Donald Trump. Um, so yeah, sure. here's the thing about this. Um, I hope everyone can appreciate. Um, no one was really expecting us to kind of like you know this this whole Black Lives Matter protest. I mean, the death of George Floyd, the the, um, the this whole thing that was going to flare up. Uh, I'll, you know, in the in in the vacuum of the coronavirus, um, we really have not really thought. We really didn't think that was going to come all up. So we we apologize to our LGBT audience that we're not talking about Pride 2020 at the minute. And uh, but to some of you, maybe that might not be too surprising, given the fact that uh, so much uh, uh, craziness is currently going on right now with uh, COVID-19 and also with uh, Black Lives Matter as well. But uh, we want to give a shout out to everybody on uh, Pride 2020 for this month. Uh, So uh, happy Pride for everybody, uh, whether you are on the the gay, the lesbian, uh, the the transsexual, the asexual and uh, various other sexual flavors that are out there so uh, yeah um hope we all have a happy month and uh you know i hope you just keep safe in the lockdown and uh just uh, one day that uh, pride uh parades and everything like that will be back in operation very soon so, absolutely uh, mm-hmm. but anyway we want to bring up this topic because uh, it's an important thing i think uh, people have brought up so um, nickelodeon and we're not spoken to them for a very long time i think we have to say and uh, uh, nickelodeon decided to celebrate its uh, lgbtq plus community and interesting of its allies which um i guess are probably meaning that their straight characters are also kind of allying with uh, their their gay and lesbian counterparts and their other 
counterparts. But so it's led to the suggestion that um, SpongeBob SquarePants uh, was mentioned in, well, it was featured in one of the images in a uh, rainbow kind of sp style. And um, there's now a suggestion that SpongeBob SquarePants himself might actually might be part of the LBGQ plus community. And okay. uh, someone's suggesting that he's asexual, which means that uh, he does not have a sexual preference. Which is very true, because Steven Hillenburg has confirmed that back in 2002. Okay. So, um, I mean, like, uh, well, now that he's confirmed that, I, I just didn't realize that, actually. I thought, uh, you know, because I was going to go on the lines of, like, uh, well, he's a sponge under the sea. I can probably imagine he's, uh, I mean, his parents are obviously straight. I mean, we, we know that for a fact, but uh, yeah. um, we never really, I mean, I guess SpongeBob SquarePants is just a character who is just, uh, was never, I, I never thought that would be one of his traits, really. Like, uh, yeah, we have Sandy. I, I understand that, but uh, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, like, they're just friends in this regard and uh, mm -hmm. also like uh, so i mean here's the thing about this like uh, i mean s the fact that you have spongebob squarepants once again front and center of uh, of nickelodeon again like again it's another situation like putting your eggs into one basket and uh, so mm -hmm. not only now is he like the most popular nick too not only now is he like on every in the pretty much front every promotional material that nickelodeon has he's now basically their lgbtq plus icon which will. is kind of ironic if you remember. Um, you remember that episode where SpongeBob and Patrick just uh, pretended to be parents? Well, I mean, they were parents to this bivalve that they were uh, able to find and they raised it. And, you know, SpongeBob was wearing a dress. And oh, yeah. Patrick. Yeah. So that episode actually caused a lot of controversy for um, for Million Moms and various other um, organizations saying like, oh, you know, I'm not going to allow my children to watch this because of that episode. And also, you know, the fact that SpongeBob, you know, is just he his portrayal is actually very unusual. So. Can, can, uh, yeah, I, I, can, I, I, can I just say something to one million moms out there, if there actually are one million moms? I'm really sorry that your husbands are so fucking pathetic to raise your kids that you don't think that male characters can raise children. Like, all I gotta say to all those people out there is that I'm very sorry that you seem to be the only capable parents in your household, depending on your experience and why you're saying that SpongeBob or Patrick can't raise a kid to get together. Like, you know, like, uh, I really should as a thing, like, uh, don't you think, like, they would, like, you know, um, what happens if, like, they decide, oh, hey, you know, they should have some, like, bonding, father-son bonding and, like, you know, all the gads to get together to, like, raise their children. Do they, like, you know, stay up at night in fear, in constant fear that they might be in some kind of danger if they do that? You know, just mm. like, uh, yeah, it, it's just me. But, uh, so, in, in, regards, yeah, in regards to that episode, like, uh, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of situations, not just gay parents as well, like, I'm pretty sure there's been situations where guys have, like, got together, like, because either the, uh, the mother has passed away or the mother's not there, where they've basically had to be both the, kind of, like, the mom and dad in the, in, in the house, even if they're just friends, you know? Like, right. you know, that, that situation can arise, and I'm pretty sure, I'm, I'm pretty sure there's a show out there where, where it happened, I would have thought, but... That's just me. Right. Sure. And um, here's the thing. Like, he wasn't the very first of the LGBT uh, character um, of the, you know, the group. If you remember, Mr. Simmons was confirmed to be gay a few years prior. Yeah. So, well, mind you, he wasn't um, like, I believe it was only like recently that he was uh, only a couple of years ago. I think we're talking about. Yeah, I think okay, that, sure. A couple of years the 90s, ago. But... I think uh, people didn't really realize that too much. But then, then I think uh, a lot later on, people then kind of caught on. That, not that yeah, I mean, he he always was intended to be that. It's just that it, you know it was a different time, and 
you know, those kind of people were not looked upon very fondly. I mean, that's why they changed Sailor Neptune and Sailor Uranus from being a gay couple to being cousins. So, yeah, I mean, it was a different time. Yeah. Um, so and uh, in, and I'm, I'm glad that they actually featured Cora because Cora is bisexual. Oh yeah, she, which yes. is true. But mind you, there's what there's uh, one uh, couple that they actually missed out, which I thought as your number two show, why would you miss these two out? Do you know who they were? Yeah, exactly. We have the parents from the Loud House. Uh, well, not the parents from the Loud House. I mean, well, not not the, not the parents. No, that no that house, you know, like a more I would say a more popular couple in that show. Do you know who that is? Oh. Uh, um, okay, so it's not from the Loud House? No, it is from the Loud House. It's Luna Loud and Sam Sharp. Oh, that's right. I thought I thought you were talking about Carlton's everybody, parents. Everybody on social media was rooting for that couple. Like, you know, how is Nickelodeon not... not? I mean, to be fair, they did do... Uh, Nickelodeon Animation did do a drawing of uh, Luna Loud in front of a rainbow flag. I mean, they they, 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 sure. did, they, they did do that. But, you know... And, and, you know and, it, and, it was, and it was confirmed that Luna and Sam would be together because of that babysitting episode. Yeah, it was. Well, actually, it was just... Not only that, they did the whole... That, that whole baking uh, scene as well that, uh, they, you know, they were going to become together because they found something that they never both did together but found something in common. You know, like, sure. Uh, yeah. So that's the, true. The, the, I, I'm sorry. I thought you were referring to the uh, the parents from, uh, you know, like Lincoln's best friend, the, because they're a gay couple. Yeah, as well. exactly. Yeah. Well, there's there's them the two. I mean, I've not seen them actually in many episodes. I mean, like a, they're not in a lot of episodes. They're no. only in like one or two or so. But yeah, I guess uh, the more infamous couple would obviously. Well, be Luna, Luna Loud's fronted more episodes, so I would just say that so she's probably the. Uh, by the way, um, yeah, she, she was actually the character. I'm sure they pretty much put in front of um, they, they 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 put up to uh, kind of give Chris Savino kind of like you know the, uh, the 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 door to hit him on the way out because they uh, there was um, after he. I'm pretty sure this was just maybe it was just coincidental. Maybe if it's just purely coincidental, I'll totally accept that. But when we, when Chris Savino got fired. Um, they put up a, an image uh, on Tumblr to say that bullying was wrong and uh, featured Luna Loud front of Setner. And I was just sitting there thinking, oh, wow. Like, you know, like, uh, they not only did they, they boot Chris Vizivino out the door, they kind of like hit, they really kicked him on the way out. I would have thought <laughs> by putting that, put, putting that image up. Now, if it's coincidental, I'll totally accept that. But, uh, you know, yeah, it just seem, it just seems too coincidental in my, in my opinion. Really, but yeah, yeah. That, that's me. So, uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, I, th I think that, um, you know, when it comes to, um, you know, featuring more, uh, you know, of these characters, it's like, um, you know, I'm surprised that there hasn't been a lot of them. I mean, I know a lot of people like to ship various straight characters as gay, which, you know, that does tend to happen. I cannot tell you how many times I've seen about the whole Courtney Ginger thing about like, you know, the whole rumor that happened back in the day about like they were originally supposed to make Courtney a lesbian. And that, you know, her relationship with Ginger was supposed to be, like, a love and, you know, like, she was supposed to be in love with her. But that has been defunct by Emily Kapnick herself, where I did that interview with her a few years ago. But yet still people, they still ship them. Well, it's, I mean, it's the problem is, is that she wouldn't necessarily be a lesbian. She'd be bisexual because she had all those other relationships with all those other male characters. Exactly, but, yeah. So it's like, I guess... I don't know. Yeah. Like, I don't know what to tell you. So, um, yeah, but uh, in regards to Nickelodeon, I mean, I would say out of uh, people who have kind of like reacted to Pride, I think Nickelodeon's got it on the money. I think, sure. Uh, and which uh, is, uh, kind of, yeah, here's the thing about Nickelodeon. It's been really surprising because, you know, all of a sudden they've been nominated for Emmys and all of a sudden they've been, you know, they've been really been popular on social media all of a sudden. It's kind of like, and this was the uh, company that uh, basically was uh, handing out awards to rival companies and Nickelodeon Kids Choice Awards you know, a couple of months yeah, ago. Well yeah, yeah. I, I, go listen to our None of the Above, of the above 2020, 2020 where, yeah. 
I mean, like, they, I mean, not even for, like, their animated features, like Wonder Park or any of their other movies that came out or any of their Nickelodeon stars. They were crushed by Disney or Cartoon Network. It's like, I, it I'm just sad. really, I'm just really surprised they didn't think, oh, let's put Rocco's Modern Life Static Cling in there. Let's put Invader Zim in for, you know, uh, uh, Enter, Enter the, the Florpus. Yeah, and put, put hey, Gl- Glitch Text. Glitch Text is not, it wasn't even in the nomination. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, stick some of your material in there. Like, you know, even create a, even create another category just to kind of like you know sh- to you know, promote your product you know like it's just it's uh, uh so anyway um moving on from nickelodeon because we're going to get bogged down in this if we didn't think we don't can kind of move on um black lives matter is obviously so, so we're just going to go quick fire through some of this because this is still going on like uh, you know la had like it's probably its biggest demonstration i think in in um, in, in quite a quite a long time and, uh, you know, it's just, it's, uh, I'm as well, actually, have you seen the New York Post, uh, article about the effects of the, the coronavirus data in regards to the Black Lives Matter protest? Because, yeah, I've uh, seen yeah. It. so apparently, uh, what they're saying is that apparently, uh, the fact that because they've been keeping, um, good hygiene and because they've been wearing masks and because they've been, uh, you know, apparently the infection rates apparently are, could potentially, I mean, we're, we're weeks away of finding out, to be honest with you. But, uh, I mean, there's a possibility that these Black Lives Matter protests, because they've been so properly organized that apparently, you know, they could probably not make a dent in the amount of cases and the amount of deaths in due to coronavirus. Well, here's the thing. Like, I mean, we've mentioned this before that, we knew that the blame was going to go over to the protests of, you know, why the virus has been skyrocketing, which is not true. We saw the fact that all of them are wearing masks. A lot of them are practicing their social distancing. They're doing their very best to be able to protest in a very safe manner. I mean, uh, you know, they are obeying the law. I mean, if there's a curfew, you, you know, all that kind of stuff. But here's the thing. We knew that the cases had been rising even before this happened because all the stores have been opening up too soon and all the people who were complaining about getting their haircuts or going out to a restaurant or something like that. It's like, yeah, I mean, you put the blame on those people who have been complaining, saying, you know, let us you know, do what we want to do for our daily routine in our lives. It's like, come on, it's too soon. I mean, the same thing happened with the Spanish flu in which it happened in... Uh, where they opened up too soon and then the second uh, amount of cases rose and people got sick again. Yeah, and here's the thing about this, like, and some of that as well, I mean, a lot of people who actually want to do go out to support Black Lives Matter and knowing that they've actually got health conditions underneath and are not going out. So um, a lot of people actually, in a way... Um, I mean, you look at the other protests and things like that. You see a lot of old people out there. You see a lot of people who look like they do not look healthy at all. And like, uh, have you noticed actually there's like a a differentiating between the Trump, you know, reopening protests and the Black Lives Matter protests? The Black Lives Matter people look way healthier than actually the people who uh, went out for the reopening protests, if you know. Right. And and here's the thing, like, um, you know, where, I mean, which places have been getting the most sick? Social gatherings and um, sports teams. Uh, You know, there's been talks about like the Dallas Cowboys that 10 players have gotten the virus. Um, well, Preston North End's been affected by this as well. Like, uh, Jaden Stockley got the virus. So, like... There you uh, go. Yeah. And also, um, you know, sadly, you know, uh, I know that they've been talked about, like, schools and, uh, you know, like, even summer programs, which, um, you know, saying about, like, oh, um, you know, there might be a slight chance that they might even get sick from the virus. And, and, and 
here's the thing. It's like, again, I met, we mentioned this before. It's way too soon to have these things, these places open. You know, I mean, well, they, I mean the, the, them reopening schools is kind of like saying that we're going to lift the sarcophagus off the Chernobyl. Like, you know, it's just, it's, uh, it, what's going to happen here? Well, a lot of these kids are not going to want a social distance. I guarantee you that. I mean, of how, course they don't. Yeah. In fact, I'm, I, I implore you for all uh, for people to look up an article online about kids affect during the coronavirus. Some of them are taking it okay, while others are miserable. There's this autistic kid who is just crying and screaming because he's not able to, um, you know, go through his normal routine, like the, the routine that he had before the virus happened, where, you know, he would go outside and play with his friends or that he would go to, um, you know, like some after school clubs and all that kind of stuff. And so because his schedule changed and, you know, autistic people, they get really overwhelmed when the things that they're used to are taken away from them. They don't know what to do. And so they start, you know, crying and being confused. And so, you know, he's going through some trouble. There's a story about two sisters where one of them is going through the, you know, the, the, the pandemic really well, where, you know, she's able to think of some creative ideas to keep herself entertained, while the other one is just depressed. Every time that she hears a story about like, oh, summer camp is going to be canceled. Oh, uh, we're going to be meeting up in this hotel. Oh, the pools are going to be closed. And it just goes on and on about just how low everything is. Like, these kids are suffering through the fact that, you know, their entire routine is gone. You know, all the schools are closed. They can't see their friends. They can't see their family members. They can't do all the activities that they want to do. So I'm going to, you know, I'm just going to flat out and say this. An entire generation of kids are going to be heavily affected by this virus. Yeah, but as all that as well, like, it's just lifting the lid on how fragile our education system actually is. The fact that you've been cramming loads of kids into, like, you know, 30, 40, 50 at a time into different into different classrooms. Like, uh, it was already an ineffective uh, shit show to begin with, you know, even before the coronavirus. And now you've got these uh, poor, low-paid teachers now that are going to have to go back into this mess. And, uh, and all this as well. Like, um, I mean, some serious infrastructure investment in our education system, not just in the US, but just in, in the UK as well, really needs to happen before you even think about sending kids back to school. So, like, you're going to have to build new schools, basically. For uh, And so, a lot of these schools that have, like, closed down over the years, you're going to have to reopen them and uh, start, you know, get them out of the mothballs and uh, basically start, you know, making them available. Start hiring more teachers, too. Like, uh, you know, I'm definitely sure there's a lot of people out there who are currently unemployed would no doubt would love to you know, get into the get into the world of teaching. Like, you know, I'm sure there's some people with like, some real life skills that they can they can teach people, you know, things like that. Like, you know, we, we need these people. And so, like, it's just unfortunately the coronavirus, once again, like most other things that are going on in the United States and the United Kingdom, has shown the weakness in our infrastructure and the weakness in our systems and they really need sorting out. And, you know, like, this is what I was talking about in regards to, like, how the lockdown was going to be such a miserable failure. Because, I mean, there's just... The normal that we're going to enter into, it just can't be the normal anymore. You need to start investing into, um, you know, getting into the idea that uh, we want to le lessen the virus and we want to make sure that stuff like this doesn't happen again. But even if we, let's, let's say the coronavirus disappeared tomorrow. Like, you know, uh, there's, there's, there's no, and everyone is kind of like returned back to the normal lives. There's no guarantee this is not going to happen again. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, absolutely. I mean, did you hear the article about the coronavirus may be slowing down, but that means that other diseases are going rapidly? Well, you know the like, ice, do you know the ice cap is melting on, in North Pole right now? And that could be uh, unearthing some like diseases that uh, were there that kind of like you know, started riping out like, you know, dozens of Neanderthals and like uh, various other like, you know, uh, pre, you know, human species that could potentially could also affect us and kill us, too. No, like, yeah. it's just, it's... Oh, did you hear? Did you hear the news about the uh, the mosquito incident? About um, because the you know global warming has um, affected our Earth. That rising temperatures means more bugs are going to be coming out, and apparently there is a hugely, um, you know, there's a hugely problematic mosquito problem, and that apparently it is causing a severe disease that kills you know, 40% of people, if they get bitten, like guaranteed, there's no cure for it. You will be Is dead. Zika like virus you're talking about. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's happening again in the Northeast. I mean, it's like yeah. rampant right now in the Northeast. We got a horde of locusts as well that are like ravaging like the Middle East and Africa. Like uh, we got Asian hornets now, basically, uh, you know, making their way over to, uh, you know, the Western world. It's just, it's, uh, you know, it's just, it's, uh, yeah, that's, um, you know, we're, you know, Greta Thunberg's right, we're messing up our planet, and uh, look what's look what's happening because of it, and uh, it's just, yeah. it's, uh, Oh, and, uh, you know, not only do we have, like, major cracks in our education system, but we also do in our medical system, like, oh, man, there's a really depressing story about a guy who had been sick with the coronavirus for over a month, and he had a 283-page bill that rounded out to $1.1 million. And he feels uh, yeah. so guilty for surviving. He is going through survivor's guilt because he was able to live through the pandemic and pretty much a lot of other people died and he cannot afford to. I mean, there was even one point in which he was like, oh man, can you just take me out of this hospital because I can't afford to pay the bill. It's just, it's, yeah, again, like uh, it's uh, the, the, the system that we have is not able to cope with what we've got. And so, uh, but anyway, we're moving away from Black Lives Matter. I feel like we want to try and get. But back no, no, into no. It. I'm, I'm just trying to point out that you know a lot of these things are falling apart. It's I did, like, yeah. But I mean, like, we're, I we're, mean, we're, you know, like Black Lives Matter is not you know the major cause of spreading more of the virus. Exactly. Yeah. It, so I mean, like, so, yeah, but we're, we're sort of kind of moving away from 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 that. Uh, but uh, so um, yeah, one thing I wanted to bring up was that uh, I mean, here's the thing about it, the, you know we've we got talking about these statues, right? Like uh, they started tearing out oh, all these statues and everything. Yes. And the, here's the thing about this now: like uh, there is a debate that we have about Robert E. Lee and all these other statues that we've got currently littering the place, which really need to uh, have either some context added to them or really need to be gone away with altogether. But here's the thing about this: like uh, I mean, in regards to taking down statues, I mean. Uh, I'm in favor of like taking down ones that uh, overly glorify people who are, you know, pretty murderous and uh, you know pretty uh, uh, traitorous. I think to um, and kind of like uh, uh, not appropriate. I would say for you know t today in 2020. But at the same time, I'm not like saying like oh we should take down statues down but not replace them with anything else. You know like uh, why not? But here's the thing about this: like the one about uh, the one in Bristol, for example, the one that got uh, tossed into the into the harbor. Like uh, why why not replace it like uh, with like um, a a statue of like one of the slaves that uh, he th happily threw overboard when they were going when they're going uh, over the ocean. Not one of the slaves. How about like a whole group of them? Like 
you know, well, like there's maybe already, there's already something like that under the ocean. So like uh, there's already kind of like a memorial. Oh, to, oh, to well, I mean, they have one on top because not a lot of people know about that statue. Yeah, well, like I mean, uh, here's an interesting thing I'd like to do. You know, we have the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. Like, yes. uh, one, one thing I would I would like to see is that uh, maybe if they find a remains of like one of the slaves that they threw over they threw overboard, like if they ever find you know a, a remnant of that, you know, exhume him from the ocean and uh, bury him somewhere, and he'll be the tomb of the unknown slave, you know, un unknown slave, and he will represent basically everybody who's died in the slave trade. And, that's that's uh, actually a really yeah. good idea. I think they probably should have something like that, and so. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, in regards to, like, these statues, like, I think this is becoming a bit of a, a distraction at this point. That's not what Black Lives Matter is about. Like, uh, I can really care less about statues at this point. I really care less. I, ca I care more about, uh, all these, uh, you know, these black people that are getting shot, to be honest with you. Oh, and, like, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't, oh, I, let's, I, let's be forget about the one that happened in Atlanta just a few days ago. Oh, about, did you? Like, the, the, okay, number one, if you allow a felon to grab your taser out of you, you'd have no fucking business being a police officer. Number two, um, the fact that you had to, you felt so insecure about the situation that you had to shoot him three times, in, was it three times in the back? Was it? And uh, also on top of that as well, apparently, and yeah, mind you, this is going into the uh, the police investigation now and like, into the court, so I don't particularly want to comment too much about on that, but yeah, there's a lot of stuff about that from the, from the footage. That I saw that I kind of sit there like, yeah, this guy had no business doing what he did, to be honest with mm -hmm. you. And like, um, yeah, I mean, it just goes to, it just goes to wonder how on earth they come to the conclusion that this person's uh, qualified to be a police officer. When he's so sure, you know, so much is wrong with the procedures that he put in place at that right. time. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's just it's uh, as well as well. Like I, I, I ended up watching. There's a there's a guy on YouTube called I think he's called Mr. DUI guy, and like he's like a lawyer who like gets people off um, um, DUI cases and things like that. And so like and he like put he, put, he was like he was poking holes in like all the procedures and stuff like that. Like I think there was like there was one guy who like they breathalyzed, but then they didn't bother doing like drawing his blood. So like when they arrested him to like uh, you know confirm the case. So because I don't sure if it's in some um, in some places in the US and I think in the UK as well uh, the uh, the the breathalyzer, the breath sample that you give is not admissible in court, you know, because it's like right. it, could, it could be, you know, so uh, it could be anything in regards to your breath, you know, like uh, you could, for all you know, it could be Listerine, you know, that's because there's alcohol in Listerine, so like you know, if you yeah, breath, it, exactly, you or it could be gum, it could be gum yeah, as well, yeah, because yeah, there's yeah. things that could that can give it off. So, um, you know, there was uh, one case I was watching of uh, this uh, this poor guy who was like had a had a massive future in the army and stuff like that, but you know, it could all be torn to pieces because you know uh, he uh, he's been accused of DUI and uh, things like that, and obviously if you get accused of like serious crimes. And stuff like that you obviously don't you know don't get very far in the army but um uh, he's like poking holes in like you didn't bother drawing any blood and you didn't bother doing this you don't bother doing that and i kind of sit there like god damn like you know these police officers are supposed to be trained uh unrelent unrelentlessly in making sure that these procedures are done 100 correct and here they is here's this lawyer pointing you know poking gaping holes in yeah. how you know how how broken it all is, and how un unprofessional some police officers behave, you know, like you know, what a chaz exists in Seattle, you know, <laughs> like, it's just it's just it's uh, um they're really if if you want to if you don't want things like that happening, you need to address these problems that get highlighted, and yes, you need to do something about stuff like this. You know, obviously, the, in this case, the police chief of Atlanta resigned in regards to the guy who got shot in the back. 
And Good. Uh, obviously the uh, the cops been oh, the cops been fired. You know, Good. Like, yeah. You know, I, I don't know. I would have, I would have gone further, but that, but uh, I guess that's what we've got. But uh, I mean, yeah, like, it's, it's a, it's a start. It's a start. Like, oh yeah, I don't think it's gonna be good enough. I think for all the people who are gonna be protesting in in Atlanta, I think there's gonna be a lot of people who are gonna be asking for far more. You know, if if a guy can lean on a guy's neck and uh, get a, you know, and then they have to campaign massively to get him arrested, like you know, I don't know what's gonna happen to this uh, police officer whether he's gonna get picked up again i'm not too sure but uh, i'm pretty sure we're going to find out pretty soon but uh, yeah um anyway um there's something else i want to talk about here you see those far right protests that are currently going on like uh, the so-called white lives matter protests that are currently uh, protesting. Yes. yeah so uh, missing the entire point exactly. by the way yeah first of all when they're saying black lives matter they're not referring to just only themselves they're trying to bring awareness to the fact that they have been going through all of these things. It's for everyone. That's why you see more than just African-Americans marching because they want to see, you know, people treated better. And, and, and the people are missing the complete point of it. Did you see that woman who had the tattoo on her arm that said all white, uh, all uh, white lives matter. And it was like the font of McDonald's or something. Oh my God. Thank you. I'm not even joking. I mean, you could look it up online. It's like people are really doing that. I mean, I think they're doing it unironically too, because there were two pictures that were like that. Yeah. Well, did you see the guy who uh, turned up in a in a in a KKK hat and uh, and with waving a Trump flag and like uh, he basically did it to obviously you know antagonize the protesters or like uh, you know get them into some kind of conflict. But uh, they all just kind of backed away and didn't bother kind of like uh, responding to him. And like it looked pretty, yeah, I mean, it looked pretty, but the police escorted him away, and like it was just kind of like you know, like uh, I'm pretty sure if um, you know um, if left to their own devices, something probably would have happened to him. But uh, you know, it's just it's I'm ama I'm really happy that even though these far right protesters are going up and trying to antagonize these people to try and you know uh, get a response out of them, a lot of them are just basically just kind of standing there and just saying, oh, you know, hey, you're all just proving our point. You know, mm -hmm. like, uh, so uh, there was a guy who, so there was an incident in Trafalgar Square in London where uh, a bunch of uh, protesters came, uh, well, basically a bunch of uh, racists came up to uh, to the square and started doing monkey chants at uh, the Black Lives Matter protesters that were gathered up in London. Like, you know, like, yeah, way to prove their point. Like, you know, it's like, yeah, that's basically what they're protesting against. You know, all this bullshit that you're doing. You know, like, oh, uh, well, uh, I really want to, I really kind of want to sit down one day, probably, I don't know if I want to actually, but yeah, I would like to sit down with somebody who is kind of like this so-called anti-anti-fascist. I kind of sit there like, how did you how, come how to does this? That, how is that even possible? I know, like, it's just, it's, uh, I don't want to, I, I don't, I hate to break it to anybody here who does not like, you know, quote-unquote Antifa and doesn't like Black Lives Matter. Um, Anti-fascism and anti-racism is sort of kind of the default position of most civilized societies across the Western world. You know, it's just, it's, uh, a lot of people are pretty intolerable of fascism. I think, uh, yeah, point. did you see that? Did you see that tweet about like you know uh, Confederacy only lasted for about five years, and 
you know, you're, you're, this is not like a, a culture that was surround, you know, that came from your ancestors. It's like, you know, you're not doing it because your great, 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 great grandfather was like Southern pride. You're just doing it because you like white supremacy. Oh, that, there, there was a tweet that uh, I, I, uh, I retweeted and uh, it was so funny. It was like, uh, um, apparently Pokemon has been going a lot longer than uh, the Confederacy has gone. And then basically you say, you should just count yourself lucky that they're not planning to replace Confederate statues with Pikachu's. <laughs> oh my. actually have you seen the suggestions well, I mean, here's the thing about this i mean like we shouldn't really joke about this really like i really seriously believe that any statues that of confederate soldiers and confederate monuments and things like that i think should be replaced with like the victims that the people that they victimized and educate people of basically why that like you know there's a reason why auschwitz still exists you know why they kept that there to educate people of like the horrors of nazism and things like yeah, that. Yeah, and people that, still believe that the Holocaust was a hoax. Well, I mean, those people are morons and don't deserve the light, don't deserve any, any mic time on my show anyway. Uh, but, yeah. uh, you know, in regards to, um, you know, Confederate statues, these glorify history. They should really replace them with statues that um, you teach people about what these horrible, these horrible things that happened, you know, during the time that uh, the, these things were around. You know, that, yeah, that's, or, that's what or, they should or, replace I've, I've them actually, with. Or I've actually seen another argument saying, like, why don't you just remove the statue statues altogether? We have books and we have museums to tell nah, us about the I, history. I, here's the thing about this: like, I don't, I kind of share the point that of some people who defend the statues and say, well, we don't want to kind of like erase what happened, and like, uh, you know. So I, I see their point of view in that regard. So my suggestion to be as the compromise would be um, replace them with statues and replace them with monuments of the victims of what. The these people did and then people will learn about and also learn it's like you know they say oh well uh, you know we'll be we're we erasing our history if we do this well um put the put the right part of history in there and people will learn from history and then they'll realize yeah we sh yeah the slavery yeah we shouldn't do that uh, oh yeah oppressing people we shouldn't really do that uh, yeah uh, persecuting a certain minority yeah we shouldn't do that you know, put monuments in place that make sure people learn not to do that, and then you'll have a happier society as a result. So that. Uh, sure. I mean, like, did you hear the news about like the um, that you know, and Gone with the Wind? They're gonna have an African American scholar talk about like, um, you know, before the movie starts, uh, you know, that person's gonna be talking about like giving context about the film itself. Which, well, you know, here's the thing: they should do that for a lot of um, you know, films. Well, in that's, which, that's, like, that's gonna move into our next segment, which uh, I'll, uh, I'll I'll say. But there's a few things I want to I want to address before that. So, um, there's one last thing as well. Um, did you see the fake leaflets that were being given out to? Uh, people in uh, some of these Black Lives Matter protests. And I, here's the thing about this. There were ones that basically saying, oh, the only good white person is a dead white person. They're, they're that, that kind of stuff, you know? Kind oh, of like, uh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Here's the thing about this. This is creepy because, like, this appeared in London and then I'm pretty sure the exact same type of leaflet also appeared in California as well. So, to me, like, this looks coordinated. And I don't want to spread I, any... It looks like, it looks like it's just there to give more conflict and saying, hey, you know, look what these people are going to be doing. This is, you know, all these protests are not a good idea. I think this was fabricated. I don't think that this actually, uh, you know, an African-American person would even write something like this. Yeah, exactly, I think that well, well, some of them also kind of like, oh, it's a refer some of the, they made some references to like colored, which, you know, black people don't refer to themselves as that, as far as I'm aware. So like, obviously that, no, 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 that, of course they don't. Yeah, of course they don't. 
So obviously these fake leaflets were given around. And they, they, I mean, I don't want to spread conspiracy theories around. I really don't. But I mean, like the fact that these types, same types of leaflets appeared in like different types of protests across the world. It just, it just seems too, it just seems too coincidental to me. Like, you know, someone should really look into that, I think. Well, anyway, that's that's my last thing I want to talk about. So anyway, Black Lives hashtag Black Lives Matter. You know, support these guys. You know, uh, there's um, there's plenty of information out on social media, definitely on Twitter as well. Like, uh, and by the way, if you follow me on Twitter as well, I'm going to continue to uh, uh, retweet some of the uh, stuff that's currently going on in regards to like police brutality and uh, you know protests and things like that. And by the way, I'm also going to not only going to retweet the, uh, the 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 violence against that the police were brought against protesters. I will retweet some of the peaceful stuff too, because some strange reason, yeah, interestingly enough, the media decides they don't want to show that to people. They only want to show it of when things they get violent. Because everybody knows that, you know, bad news and conflict gets more seats and gets more people talking as opposed to good news. Uh-huh. So... Anyway, we're now going to move into the segment that I think Patricia's been wanting to, to move into, and that is that, uh, um, so, Cops has been cancelled after 33 years. So, and uh, Live PD from on A and E has also been cancelled. For oh, sorry, it's been put on hold, from what we've been told. So uh, uh-huh. apparently, this relates to the fact that uh, the show withhold apparently withheld evidence from a case. This is an allegation at this point, so we don't really know. But uh, that's pretty sure. serious if that if that's the case. But uh, and that's what we've heard in regards to that. Um, Faulty Towers, which we're planning to talk about in September during the anniversary, uh, the Germans episode was taken off air. Uh, Which is not too surprising because uh, very similar to how I felt about um, the Chinese episode of Father Ted and the uh, Supremes episode, I do kind of feel that at some point those episodes are also going to be removed as well. Well, apparently uh, they're going to put up the refined 2013 version, which apparently uh, John Cleese approved of. So uh, apparently that's oh, okay. uh, that going to get replaced on that. So uh, by the way, John Cleese wasn't too happy that apparently this the episode was taken down. But uh, hopefully, when they were sure. back up with well, the, uh, I mean, like, the, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm sure that you know he understands yeah. that. But here's the thing about this: I also see John Cleese's point of view in regards to this because keep this in mind: like the characters in Faulty Towers were not there to be celebrated; they were there to be lampooned. I mean, like Basil Faulty is like this, just this old-fashioned, uh, you know, a grump who is uh, incapable of running a hotel, and yet here he is anyway, and he's trying to do any, he's trying to get success wherever he can. Like you know, he's a he, he's an asshole. I mean, like, that's basically yeah. what he is. And um, but the thing, here's the thing: the major is a guy from like you know the wartime who is just so in out of, just out completely out of it he still thinks germans are the enemy and things like that and he's still like uh, he thinks it's acceptable to go around walking you know walking around with a gun and shooting at things you know yeah, like, I mean, this, he, this, this he, show, you have to understand people that this show came out in the 70s that um you know we, it, it was even like when it did come out in the 70s it was still making fun of these character tropes that would have been questionable I mean, at the time you know sure i mean like the same thing happened with mel brooks when he did the producers and blazing saddle mm. so um that's basically happening but the uh what else is happening too and uh is that um um in regards to uh by the way uh, patricia just uh, walked away from the uh <laughs> from the microphone again but uh, um while she's doing that um, there's, uh, also the Father Ted situation as well. His uh, son has, uh, you know, tried to, um, put, you know, in regards to, um, um, I'm sorry, I'm just uh, losing train of thought here. Uh, oh, by the way, Patricia's back. Um, so, um, anyway, um, going back to what I was saying about Father Ted, uh, his, uh, Dermot Morgan's son has put out an emotional plea not to pull the show down. And uh, mm-hmm. which I would say, yeah, because Father Ted, yeah, it has its faults, but at the same time, it's a classic TV show. 
And, uh, you know, me and Patricia talked about it on casual chats. And, uh, you know, we really had a, a lot of time watching the show. And things like that. Yeah, there's some things. Right, but here's the thing about this: um, a lot of the offensive stuff could be um, also the fact that uh, the um, uh, the the show was supposed to be about how out of touch the Catholic Church was in in at the time, and how out of touch it still is today. So that's where the comedy comes from, and that's where the offensiveness comes from. It basically just says, oh, well, you know, like uh, they don't know nothing about the real world. You know, these these priests. And things like that, you know, like here they are lecturing us and telling us what to do, and yet here, here they are at the same time, like they know nothing about what the real world is like and things like that, you know, like right. uh, that. So that's the reason why it gets so offensive because, like, uh, they're not aware that what they're doing is offensive, if that makes sense. So, sure. like, uh, yeah. So, like, uh, I'm totally on, on board with people saying that you know you shouldn't take Father Ted down because, like, uh, I would hope that it's going to stay up. And by the way, I mean, like, for me, like, in regards to Faulty Towers and regards to Father Ted, I mean, they can't take episodes away from me because I own them on DVD. So, like, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's just uh, the way it is. And that's, that's another thing as well. I think we should probably debate as well. Isn't what we're going through right now with the kind of the over political correctness that we're seeing at the minute? Um, isn't that showing the faults of streaming? At the minute, in regards to owning, in opposing of owning physical media. Oh, absolutely. If, if an episode um, is taken or an entire series is taken down, then you're never going to be able to get that back again. I mean, you remember what happened uh, a few years ago when, <clears throat> to me, when The Simpsons, uh, they took down the Michael Jackson episode. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, and then there was unless you have that on DVD or that on VHS, you're never going to see it again. Like, no, you're never going to see it again. Also, you know, they were, they took down you know, all of Cosby's shows. Like, you're never going to see the Cosby show on TV. You're never going to see Fat Albert on TV again. You're never going to see, um, you know, all of his other shows. So, you know, unless you have the DVDs or the VHSs of them, again, you're never going to see them again. Uh, streaming is... Uh, well, picture pages as well. Like, keep in mind, picture, Bill Cosby did picture pages, if you remember. So, exactly, yeah. yeah. Picture pages for Pinwheel, yeah. So here's the thing. I still like, got that on v VHS, actually. I still got a couple of episodes of Bill Cosby teaching me how to do, how to do numbers, letters, and words. So, like, uh, yeah. yeah it's, uh, Oh, little I mean, Bill, that won't, be, that won't be back either on Nick Jr. So, oh, yeah, no. absolutely not. Like, yeah, that show, I mean, at this point, um, you know, I mean, I don't, I mean, the show's never been released on DVD, and I don't know personally if it's if it's released on streaming. I don't know. Uh, but if that's the case, then consider that lost media. If you have old VHS tapes or old recordings of it, you're never going to see that show again on Nick Jr. Yeah. Like, I, never. I, I guess one thing they could do is they probably just, like, these, like, shows, if they want to put them on TV again, I think they should just edit out the fact that it's been made by Bill Cosby, maybe. And like, That's uh, going to be really hard to do, especially since um, for if you if you watched the intro of Little Bill, Bill Cosby is there. You could edit him out. Sure, you could do that, but uh, yeah, like it's 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 going to be really hard to you know. I mean, the character's named Bill, so yeah. So, anyway, a lot of people are called Bill, but they're not related to Bill Cosby. That's fair, fair enough. But, but, you know, but, Bill Cosby. Goldberg's Goldberg's first name is Bill, but you know, like uh, so. <laughs> yes, yes, a, a show, a, a preschool show is about Bill Goldberg. Yes. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, um, here's the thing. Like, um, I'm very mixed when it comes to streaming. It's like it's a double-edged sword. On the one hand, you have the convenience of watching every single episode on just one platform, but on the other hand. If something like this were to happen, like um, licensing issues or controversies or um, anything of the sort, that could be taken away and you will never have the chance to watch it ever again. You'll either have to find another streaming service, have to get the physical media, or hopefully it'll be airing on TV. 
And, uh, you know, the same thing with Scott Pilgrim versus the world, the video game in which licensing issues were done for the Xbox Live Arcade. And that game is considered to be lost media. Unless, you know, the re-release in theaters of Scott Pilgrim vs. the World has gotten more people interested in watching the movie again, you're never going to see the game again. Mm. So, again, and PT, for example, I mean, even though that was a playable teaser and Konami took that down, again, if you don't have it downloaded onto your PlayStation 4, consider that game gone for good. Yeah. I just it's, it's a shame really that so people just can't keep hold of this stuff you know like you know, remember when Flappy Bird nearly disappeared off the uh, off the radar and then all of a sudden yeah. he kind of came back again yeah she's like the same thing again you know like never take any of never take any of these things for granted i mean all your favorite you know for kids who are in the 2000s you know all your favorite games that you used to play on Nickelodeon or Cartoon Network on the browser page those are gone and um all those um Flash games that, you know, uh, if you remember from like, you know, Newgrounds is no longer going to be supporting Flash. And you remember we talked about that website that is going to be having access to over 500,000 games that, you know, or, you know, that were taken down and then are being, are going to be re-uploaded again because Flash is going to be gone. So there's always the way, there's always the way back machine. So like, uh, that is true. There's always the way back machine, but even sometimes the way back machine doesn't always work for everything. I guess not. But, uh, so, but uh, yes, um, Anyway, but going into the the topic about, um, you know, all these shows, uh, you know, like being removed from the air. So it's been long overdue that cops was going to be gone because, I mean, like, you know, you you saw what they did. I mean, like police officers ramming into people's houses at like two o'clock in the morning or, you know, driving late at night to arrest people for various reasons. And they did a lot of like really, you know, brutal stuff. And yet, you know, that show is being constantly aired on TV all the time on Spike and various other channels. And uh, I like how John Oliver referred to it as like uh, the show that your dad fell in, fell asleep in front of. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's just, it was, uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah. And also going into the Gone with the Wind thing that I was mentioning before. So, um, yes, there is going to be an African-American scholar who's going to be making a statement that the movie that you're about to see has... You know, these uh, outdated uh, per- perceptions of African-American people and all that kind of stuff. So be warned when you're watching them. Warner Brothers did a very similar thing a few years ago when they released their um, their shorts on DVD where some of them, you know, had like racial depictions and all that kind of stuff. And then they'd mention about like, you know, what you're about to see, is, you know, has like various outdated racial depictions of the time and we feel that it's proper that you should see it in its context because if we removed it then it will be as if it never happened yeah. which a lot yeah. of people are think- it makes thinking me wonder, that- like uh, i mean it makes me wonder like if uh, if they can do this with gone of the wind i mean you know, what could disney do with song of the south like you know could they give that they should context? do the exact same thing that they that they did with um you know the stuff from warner brothers or maybe even like um you know, uh, all those other interviews. It's like they could have gotten like some African-American scholar or maybe they could have gotten like maybe uh, some celebrities saying like, you know, the movie that you're about to see from this Disney film is based off of these, you know, short stories by Uncle Remus uh, based off of the Br'er Rabbit, uh, you know, books. Uh, You know, the racial depictions are not politically correct today. So be warned when you're watching it. So, yeah, I mean, like slavery was not like, you know, happy-go-lucky the way Uncle Remus portrayed it. It's like, oh, absolutely not. And the, the whole Tar Baby thing, it's like, yeah. yeah. 
Anyway, but uh, speaking of um, Song of the South, did you hear the news that they might even take the ride down? and replace it with either Princess and the Frog or Moana? Well, keep in mind, like, uh, th there's been demand for this for quite some time, and unfortunately, something's got to give. So, like... That is true. I think it was Princess and the Frog that they did mention this yeah. for. I mean, so I mean, to, be honest, to be honest with you, babe, like, you know, uh, in the next uh, couple of decades, I mean, we'll go through this quite a, quite a lot. I mean, like, you know, it's like, uh, I won't be surprised if you and I will be talking, like, in, like, 20, 30 years' time, and it's like, oh, my God, they're taking down Space Mountain? I mean, like, you know, like, uh, that's, all, that's all yeah, heard yeah. of. You know, yeah, like, yeah, Space Mountain, you know, that, that one ride that's uh, about space, and you ride in it inside as opposed to outside, why are they taking it away? It's like, oh, all these things happen. It's like, okay, fair enough. It's because all the aliens from Mars were getting offended, so like, uh, <laughs> yeah. But, okay, okay, I don't yeah. think we're going to go that far, yeah, but uh, here's yeah. the thing, like, Space Mountain, um, okay, I mean, unless something were to happen, which there have been a few times in which it has... So if that were the case, then sure, but not for the sake of it's politically incorrect. But Splash Mountain, on the other hand, yeah, that could be a chance in which if they do remove it and they do replace it with Princess and the Frog, I would be more than okay with it because, I mean, sure. I, I, I know that's what you're this, like, how many, how many, How many kids nowadays actually, I mean, how many, even even adults, like, I mean, like, what's the average age of someone attending Disney World now? What, like, like 30 something or something like yeah, that? Like, yeah, around like their 30s and 40s. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, what's because, the, what's you know, the likelihood have, like, that a 30 year old now is to come across Song of the South unless, like, you know, they were really young when they watched it, you know? Yeah, like, the last time that Song of the South was, like, featured in anything was when the VHS was released in I think around the 80s, and then they had like one final theatrical release around the late 80s or early 90s. But after that, that's pretty much it. Like, you never hear anybody talk about that movie ever again. Mm -hmm. Unless, of course, they pointed out that it's racist. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, yeah, I think, uh, anyway, we've kind of moved into movies quite a bit. So I think, and also on top of that as well, we've gone way over our, our time as well. So like, uh, yeah, we've... Uh, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, but here's the thing. I mean, like, there's a lot to talk about. So. I know, yeah, but we need to, we, I mean, like, uh, I, try, I try and keep these to an hour because obviously, like, uh, we... We end up kind of like using up all our time, and uh, like when we post these up a month, so like I'm trying my best to try and like keep things, try and keep the things, so we can uh, post as much content up as possible every month. So uh, sure, but, yeah. Um, anyway, let's move on to uh, this next bit. So, uh, um, are you, uh, are you, have you heard that uh, the Matrix Four and uh, Godzilla and Kong have all been moved? to uh 2021 yep. 2022 which is gonna like yep. you know uh i mean matrix 4 i mean like i don't know like i'm still on the fence of like you know after this, after the third one's happened i'm kind of like I'm, I'm no longer invested i'm kind of like you know with gears of war and like uh, you know halo and uh, things like that like uh, after the third installment comes out i sort of kind of like yeah this is kind of done now like you know just it's uh, i'm kind of like done with my movies after the third installment in a way so like, uh, which uh, how on earth I'm going to get through all the Harry Potter movies? I have no idea. But uh, when I finally sit down and watch them, but uh, yeah, that's it. I really watch them, but you know. Uh, yeah, well, that and also let's not forget um, the thing that we've been dedicating almost, you know, ten months to for the Roald Dahl retrospective, the movie that we decided to, you know, uh, base our whole retrospective on the witches that was supposed to come out in October of 2020 directed by Robert Zemeckis has been moved to 2021. Yeah. I just think this is going to be the theme on top of that as well. Like, I mean, it wouldn't be too surprised if they put him on the back end of these, of these years, because keep in mind, like they're still potentially going to do re-releases of onward and still do re-releases of other movies. 
So like, you know, yeah. it's like, uh, as well as well, like you got to make moving with the schedule for like all the other movies that were going to come out in this summer blockbuster, but apparently it's now going to end up coming out probably in November time. Something like that. Like, mind you, we're going to be spoiled for movies come the end of the year, if you think about it. Like, what? We've got another Bond coming out, and uh, we've got two Pixar movies, potentially, and uh, then we've got... Uh, uh, what else have we got currently going in the pipeline, too? Uh, Brian the Last Dragon, the Tom and Jerry movie. Well, the Tom um, and Jerry movie, I'm not really looking forward to, to be honest with you, but, uh, like... Uh, fair enough, fair enough. I mean, um, but yeah, there's there's a there's a lot. Yeah, so like, sure. I mean, we'll be we'll be spoiled for choice. I think come the end of the year, you know, like uh, so if this is back open again, so like, uh, and they actually they are reopening again, aren't they? Like, uh, some of them actually starting to. Are, yeah. yeah, which but, I, I mean, quite honestly, there's not really a lot to see because most of them have been pushed back. Well, they could. Here's the thing: they could just re-release movies that uh, you know need re-releasing. In fact, Tra Trolls World Tour will get a cinematic release. I, I, do, I do believe that will happen, even though it's already available for streaming, but uh, eventually they will want to put it on the screen, I think. Sure. So, yeah. Um, okay, AT&T uh, seeking to sell Warner gaming units, and uh, they so basically they're trying to service their $200 billion debt, so uh, they're going to be selling that off for $4 billion. And uh, I'm trying to remember now, actually, what, what, what did Warner Gaming actually do? Uh, Warner Gaming, uh, they have the rights to the Batman games and Mortal Kombat. Okay, so uh, mind you, they have well, Mortal Kombat 11. Is yeah. It? Oh wow, oh, that's 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 a that's a very sad thing to lose. I would have thought, like you know, Mortal Kombat yeah, is mean, huge. Yeah, exactly. It's, exactly. It's like wow, Mortal Kombat 11 didn't do so well. It's like okay. And then there's also, um, you know, the Batman Arkham games, which uh, I know that they finished uh, with Batman Arkham Knight, but then, you know, because AT&T is going through a lot of debt at the moment, it's like, oh, man, we need to, you know, start selling our stuff because, you know, we don't have anything left. It's, you know, what are we going to do? So I guess that's what they're, you know, doing. And this has gotten people really concerned because, you yeah, know, some why, of the why, people... Why do, why do I hear a laughing mouse all of a sudden? You know, like... Oh, I, I, completely, I completely doubt Disney is going to buy it. Uh, there's been talks of three different companies so far that may buy the rights to these games. EA, Bethesda, or Activism, Activision Blizzard? Um, I'd like to see Bethesda buy it. I think Bethesda would be a good place to put it, I would have thought. So, uh, mm. uh, hey, look at, look at yeah, Doom yeah. and look well, at all the other like, things. Honest, I, mean, I guess, you know, they're kind of like the lesser of the three evils because EA is all types of horrible. You know, don't uh, you know, do it. EA will destroy it. I guarantee you that. They'll, yeah. they'll, sm they'll tear it down and basically just release everything under the EA brand. That's what they do. You know, like... Uh, yeah. They will fill everything with microtransactions. They'll suck the company dry, and then they will just leave you in the dust as soon as you don't make an inkling of the money. The, and then there's there's a reason why EA's classic games make more money than seem to make more money than their than their current crop of games. At the minute, yeah, so yeah. like you know, so like I will never forgive them for shutting down Westwood Studios. I never, I will never forgive I will them. Never shutting down most of the studios i mean they were the ones responsible for killing off you know how many i mean like you know that's why we don't have another um dead space that's why you don't have another sims that's why we don't have another command and conquer game because of ea so thanks yeah we just get FIFA, and then we just get fifa games and uh you know like uh you know you're you're constantly is matt is, is matt is the uh the football game still madden games like, yep. And, and they cannot release another football game because it's, you know, they, they have the license to it and they cannot do any other. So thanks, EA. Yeah. So. Anyway, then there's also Activision Blizzard, which 
okay, fair enough. I mean, like Activision has been known for, um, you know, taking a lot of companies and then shriveling them dry, just like EA, but they don't do it as much. But they have their own fair share of controversies, and they are so um, in line with, like, putting out so much content all at once. I mean, they are a prime example of milking a franchise dry. I mean, look what they did to the Guitar Hero and the Tony Hawk series. Well, they, to, to me, it's just it's kind of like, well, uh, I mean, if, they, if Mortal Kombat ended up in the hands of, uh, you know, uh, Activision and Blizzard, like, uh, I mean, there's, there's no guarantee that Orcs won't end up being Mortal Kombat characters and also, like, uh, they would uh, have to be careful of the way they talk about China as well. So, uh, China. Uh, oh, yeah, like Yes, that's right. The uh, lest we forget about the infamous uh, live stream that happened about Blitz Chung and you know the whole uh, yeah. you know Hong Kong. Uh, I don't even want and, and and oh and let's not not we forget about the you know the whole controversy of them releasing their next um, game on mobile phone and then everybody's like oh what's the matter you guys don't have phones so mm -hmm. yeah. yeah so I mean. Bethesda seems like the lesser of three evils. They're they're still not very good. I mean, like look what happened to Fallout seventy six and all the million adaptations of Skyrim, and I mean it's all done by Todd. It just works, Howard. So you have all more to run about the gaming industry than I do. I mean, I've, I've just kind of like just been kind of like uh, um, kind of just avoiding kind of like companies like that. Now it's just kind of kind of like yeah, I just reminisce about the days when you know games were games. You know, back at the time, and not swallowed up by massive companies and things like yeah, that. So true. yeah, I guess I'm still yeah, of that thing. You know, because it's like it could be a possibility that one of these three companies could have the rights to the Batman Arkham games and Mortal Kombat. Well. It is what it is, and mind you, like uh, I mean, I would say one is going to be probably be in a better place. I think than than they were in, under AT and T. AT and T is garbage. So uh, yep. yeah. Anyway, uh, moving on. Um, Willy Wonka has got a chocolate factory that's going to be out opening outside of Amsterdam. So apparently, that's well, I mean, it's it like officially Willy Wonka. They just said it was Willy Wonka esque okay. because it's supposed to be creative and the exterior is like really whimsical and filled with like lots of swirls and loops and all that kind of stuff and yeah in amsterdam they are opening up this really interesting uh candy factory and uh it is you know a lot of people are comparing it to a willy wonka chocolate factory so that's actually really cool i, I saw pictures of it I, I even sent you the the link aaron and yeah, yeah I, I wish i had something like this it's like you know but unfortunately you know all we have for like very whimsical stuff for when it comes to our chocolate is Hershey's, but unless you live in Hershey, <laughs> uh, you're not going to get anything like as fun as that. Although, you know, we went to Whetstone's chocolate when we were in St. Augustine. So, I mean, it's not whimsical and filled with like lots of swirls. Yeah, well, Whetstone's, well, 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 you know, is just, uh, you know, is, um, I would like to call it like, you know, uh, chocolate that's been done with absolute care. To the point where it's kind of like you know, like there's no no distractions, no bullshit. It's lucky, lucky. Let's just let's just make chocolate and make it really good, and let's just make oh. it with like the proper stuff, no crap in it or anything like that. You know, like uh, I, I I have a lot of I have a lot of respect for Wellstone, and uh, the sooner I get the opportunity to uh, you know go back there again and eat more chocolate, the better. So like, oh yeah, um, absolutely. Mm -hmm. uh and, you know when it opens again i definitely want to like order uh a round of those like dark, dark chocolates and those truffles which were really delicious yeah by the way we're not sponsored by wellstone or anything like that we just, we just like the chocolate so like yeah yeah, yeah. yes yeah. 
Hashtag not sponsored. Okay. And uh, the last thing, just to wrap up on, because we're getting short of time, is that uh, hey, the, the Hey Arnold fans are trying to start another position again for Hey Arnold Season 6. And, uh, you know... It's just... um, I, I get what they're trying to do. It's like, you know, I'm, I commend the fans because they were the ones responsible for giving us the Jungle movie in the first place. Because without them, we would have never gotten it. So, I mean, go watch my 40 minute long video on history of Harold, the jungle movie for that. So, yeah. But the fact, I just think, I just think it's, in my opinion, I just think it's too soon because you have to understand that, you know, Nickelodeon is going through a restructure. Like, um, you know, a lot of people who were responsible for the, uh, the production of the jungle movie, they're, they're gone because, uh, you know, like for example, uh, Chris, Chris Viscardi, who was one of the producers on getting, you know, animation back on Pete and Pete and, you know, um, not, not Pete and Pete on the jungle movie. He's no longer there. He, I mean, it's uh, somebody else and Seema Zaragami is no longer the president. It's Brian Robbins. And so there's a, there was a massive production shakeup. And also they have to restructure everything. They're focusing on their newer projects as opposed to like their older projects. I mean, you know, granted, we still had the productions of, you know, Static Cling and Invent and Enter the Florpus, but that was during their last bit of the old production. So right now they're just focusing on their new stuff. And uh, I'm sure that at some point they will, you know, do a season six. I mean, you know, I guess w one thing that we need to talk about is that um, Craig Bartlett announced today that um, the, rec the, the, the soundtrack of Hey Arnold is going to be released. So if people uh, are going to... Also, it's all that as well. This is just volume one. So this is the first volume out of potentially other volumes of Hey Arnold music that could be released. So like, yeah. this so, is epic. I would say that uh, very similar to how the the run of the Jungle movie uh, petitions and all that kind of stuff happened. It's like if people... Just like how people watched episodes on the 90s or all that and they bought the dvds and they signed the petitions and all that kind of stuff if you know we get the buzz going then people would say yeah we want to see um this movie come out and i would say like you know support the official release and you know when the soundtrack comes out buy it and uh but you know i just have to remember that it's going to take time it's, it's i mean it was it, it took a long time from you know, from the end of Hey Arnold all the way to the Jungle Movie, that was like a fourteen-year gap. So you have to remember that you know it's going to take time. Like I mean, if if you are really dedicated to having a season six, then you know do it responsibly and do it wisely. But just remember that it's going to take time, especially with the pandemic that's going on when you know production has been a little halted. Yeah. So I mean, my my, my message to the Hey Arnold fans is that look, be patient. You know, like, uh, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, if you want to sign a position, then great. But, uh, I mean, in regards to where we are right now, I mean, like, uh, we're in a, if anything, we're on a conveyor belt. So that's just, uh, that's got a few other things in front of it. So I would just say, enjoy what Nickelodeon kind of, like, brings to the table just for now. Like, I'm sure that uh, Nickelodeon is going to bring some more stuff up onto Netflix at some point. I'm pretty sure that they kind of want to, uh, you know, do a lot more with, uh, hopefully more with the retro stuff, hopefully. I mean, like, uh, there's still a possibility that's going to be a thing. But uh, I just say to everybody, look, I mean, we're going to uh, get this new soundtrack and uh, there's a uh, query is still bringing out a quite cool things as well he's even doing like a like a, a social media series where you know arnold and helga are, um, are writing messages of love for each other like uh, whilst they're social distancing so like you know it's just it's uh um it's uh, you know the, there is stuff currently going on you just got to go look for it so um i would just say to all the hey arnold fans that uh, eventually our time will come again and uh whether it's going to be you know next year or the year after or maybe even like you know three or four or five years after that like uh, you know at the end of the day 
Uh, hey Arnold is a staple in 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 the Nicktoons, uh, you know, uh, lore. So um, just be patient, and uh, stuff will eventually come. So, yes. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to wrap up the show right there because uh, what we've gone one hour and uh, how long? One hour and twenty five minutes. So uh, yeah, we've uh, gone <laughs> twenty five minutes over our time, but. Uh, yeah, so you've been listening to Aaron and Patricia. If you want to find me on uh, on, um, on my social media feeds, it's uh, facebook.com forward slash Aaron Matter Show. Uh, Twitter is at Aaron Matter Show, A-R-U-N-M-E-H-T-A-S-H-O-W. You can also, if you want to ask me a question on Tumblr, it's aaronmeta.tumblr.com. And if you want to find me on Instagram, it's uh, at Aaron Matter Show as well. So, Patricia, do you want to tell everybody what's going on on the Old School Lane podcast? Absolutely. So, I... Uh... You could check out the Old School Lane podcast, which is Casual Chats, on either YouTube or on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Radio Public, all those places. I've had a few episodes of Casual Chats that have been pretty recent, like uh, the episode of Casual Chats where I talked about Dora and the Lost City of Gold with my colleague Remington Keys from the Nerd Talk podcast. There's also the interviews with. Daryl Vickers, who was a very famous TV writer. And then there's also the online web series, The Quarantine Bunch, where I had the creators, Jeff uh, McIntyre and Ryan Paul James, as well as one of the actresses, Melissa Disney, who you may remember as Ginger from As Told by Ginger. So if you're interested, go check those out. I will have a new episode of my podcast out uh, hopefully by tonight. Uh, I'm still, um, you know, haven't gotten it, um, you know, uh, done yet, but uh, I, I, well, I am planning on getting it. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, th- uh, so yeah, stay tuned for that. Uh, it's going to be a really special one. It's been one that I've been wanting to do for a very, very long time. That's been our show. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us, and uh, we will definitely see you next week. And uh, also uh, check out uh, me on Facebook and also check me out on Twitter. And, uh, yeah, so we'll definitely keep you updated with everything that's going on. So see you later, everybody. Bye-bye.